get ready, wake your psyche up, mob, get ready, <laughs> dig your anger up, mob. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. Ready or not, here I come. That, mm. <laughs> you were doing so well. When students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do. I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said so re- Mob! But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're an Esper Hello and welcome to Sorted I'm Alex I'm JD And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way And I worked 11 hours today Okay I'm just prefacing this, but I just, I'm just, I just need the audience to know that I am tired Yeah, well Viva la revolution! <laughs> Please give me a visa <laughs> and then I'll join the revolution Yeah, legally <laughs> Yeah, I'll join the revolution as part of a mob Oh, speaking of mobs <laughs> uh, Today we're sorting my favorite anime Jojo? Did no, we already do that? Jojo's not my favorite anime I love it, oh. but it's stupid Did they ever make a gargoyles anime? Gargoyles is not an anime, and they didn't, but maybe they should. <laughs> Check out Alex's guest appearance on Not If I Reboot You First. I did at one point suggest make it an anime. <sighs> you could do anything to Gargoyles and it'd be amazing. Would you like to introduce the topic of the show? Mob Psycho 100. <laughs> uh, am I going to be able to follow the show if I didn't see the first 99 Mob Psychos? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> What is a Mob Psycho 100? Uh, Mob Psycho 100 is an anime about a middle school-aged boy who has extremely strong psychic powers. But he's a meek little nothing. Yeah, he's... So the, the title of the show, Mob Psycho, is, like, mob as in, like, a face in a crowd. Like, just nobody. You're just part of the mob. So, like, he's just... He's he's just a kid. He's not a very interesting kid. Yeah, why did... Why... Is it explained in the show why they call him mob? Like, is that explanation given in the show? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, he's just he's just kind of a nobody. Right. And that's a nickname that stuck, I guess. <laughs> um, Psycho as in he is mentally unhinged. No, well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so it's about this kid... Who has psychic powers, and he works part-time for a fake psychic, tries to mentor him, even though he's not a real psychic. Uh, and there's some psychics and stuff happens. There's a bunch of psychics, and really cool fights, and fun animation, and it's funny, and also spooky. A little bit of slice of life here and there. Extremely wholesome a lot of the time, and I love it. Well, let's do the thing that we do where we sort them. Yeah! Who's the first character in Mob? Mob! Oh! Shigeo Kageyama is his actual name. Kageyama! <laughs> Shigeo is... A meek little nobody and Mob a face in the crowd. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so first of all, I'm gonna go off on a little rant about what about some stuff. So, to be clear, we're doing this today because last week we did an episode that Alex has seen and kind of remembers where I gushed a lot. And today we're doing the opposite. 
where I get to gush and JD has to just put up with it. Well, I've seen it and I kind of know and I enjoy it. You enjoyed the Digimon. Yeah. Okay. So Mob. First off, Mob is a Hufflepuff. (laughs) Okay. But let's talk about why he's a Hufflepuff. And I want to think about it in terms of why he's not the other houses. Okay. So... Is Mob a Slytherin? No, he is not ambitious at all. Um, he has one ambition, and it's to run slightly better. I was going to say, he wants to improve his body. Yeah, he likes a girl, and he wants to be more athletic, because he thinks that that will impress her. But he is, he's hes faced so many times with like villains or antagonists who are like, You could be a god! You're so powerful! Why do you like lower yourself... <sighs> Join me, join the dark side. <laughs> yeah, like, why do you lower yourselves to these mortal standards when you could do anything? You're so powerful. And he's just like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I just want to help my brother. Yeah, I, I'm i in middle school. <laughs> I don't want to rule the world. I'm good. Please don't beat up my brother. <laughs> don't beat up his brother. <laughs> I know he was a fucking horrendous excuse for a human being, but please don't He got me. better. It's a good mob voice, probably. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, like, he he's not ambitious in a way that feels Slytherin. Sure. He's not Ravenclaw, because every he- other character in the show looks at Reagan and is like, <laughs> that man <laughs> is, a, obvious fraud. is a professional liar. Well, apart from the, the people who pay him the money, the side Oh, characters. yeah. All yeah. the other main characters. Or yeah, m- because they characters. have brain cells. Yeah. And Mob is just kind of like, he believes in the best in people, and he trusts people, and... I think he's awful tough because of that. Um, and <laughs> Gryffindor, you could make an argue for because despite everything, he's extremely brave and yeah. he does try to do the right thing. Um, but I think what it comes down to is things like the Body Improvement Club, where he puts in all this hard work, even though he could use his powers to like make his life easier. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He he does things the hard way. He values that effort and the hard work, and he believes in the best in people, and he's so kind. I know I said Hufflepuff off the top, but I warned you <laughs> I was going to go off on a rant. It's okay. <laughs> I love him. He's my yeah. son. I just, I don't really have anything to contribute. That's like, okay. Yeah, that's... Uh... That sounds about right. I just love him a lot. Yeah. Like, he... <laughs> essentially, he's largely here because he's a fucking idiot who doesn't actually care about being good at anything. No. He just wants to help. <laughs> he just wants to help people. Uh, he doesn't like to hurt anyone. He doesn't like people getting hurt. Mm. He won't use his powers against people. He did want to better understand his powers and learn about how to use them, which is why he went to Reagan. Yeah, and just uh, it okay. Out. Yeah, I I glossed over Ravenclaw because I was like he doesn't have a brain cell, but he does. He he is a, a, a re- relatively intuitive. Yeah, he's boy. also he's trying to learn. Yes. Which yeah, he's he's a good boy. I love. Him. Okay. Who's next? Have you thought this much about every other character? Nope, just Mob, just okay, my son. Great, wonderful. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking weird. <laughs> Up next is Reagan. Reagan Arataka. Reagan. I feel like I remember that Reagan's voiced by someone. I'm sure he's... I mean, he's voiced by someone. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's voiced by someone, you know? Fucking curb offer, man! Like, <clears throat> um, one of the earliest animators on the internet, like, up there with, um, put a puppet mouse guy. Neil Sikasarega? Yeah. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Don't Definitely come at me. Even, even remotely. Don't come at me. So yeah, but, like, on Newgrounds as curb offer in 2004, doing the Nintendo parodies and stuff. Oh, man. Oh, man. And then he got into anime voice acting, you know? Nice. As one does. Sorry. Go ahead. Reagan. Uh, okay. <laughs> he he narrate. He's the narrator as well? 
Reagan? Yeah. Uh, like, he's, he's telling the story of Mob from, like, his, his like, kind of his perspective to a point. At least the intro, the, I guess, the, I guess the next time segments are. The next time segments are Reagan, I think. The... And he's advertising for DVDs and other products uh-huh. that don't exist. Yeah. I think the narrator might be Dimple, Dimple's voice. Yeah, whatever. There isn't narration all that often. Sure. More, I, I, by narrator, I'm talking about the next time stuff. Like, that is a narrator doing oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, they do those in character, and that's Reagan trying to chill his DVDs yeah, for is... you. Um, <laughs> Reagan's a con man. Reagan is a professional con man. He pretends to be a psychic to get money from people who will pay psychics to remove ghosts that don't exist. And it usually works. It usually works. Like... In, in large part because Mob will help him when there's actually a ghost involved. But yeah. if there's not a ghost involved, if it's just someone being a superstitious fuckwad, then he's able to, you know, he just milks people for that. Yeah, he's very good at talking his way out of problems. Mm-hmm. Talking his way into money. Yeah. Uh, talking. But also, here's the thing, like... He does genuinely care about Mob. He really does. And he wants to try and help him. And t- he really does. He also uses him. There's like there's like one episode in particular that's like about Mob quitting or something. Mm-hmm. And there's they kind of deal with it then. But at first, it it seems like an unbalanced sort of relationship. Like yeah. Reagan is using Mob and like not paying him well enough and not being honest with him. And yeah, like mm. it's it's not great. But then. Reagan sort of gets outed as a fraud and like, you know, there's some shenanigans yeah. and like mob quits for a while and well, like they come to an understanding where like they they're they're on more level footing. Also though, like Reagan does genuinely mentor mob in a lot he of ways. He does, like, yeah. It's not oh, like yeah. he's not delivering to mob what he is supposed to be giving him. Yeah. Unlike everyone else he works with. He yeah. does actually provide mob with the service. Yeah. To most of the other characters looking in on this situation, though, they're like, this guy is sleazy and he's just using you, Mob. You need to stop doing this. Like, like Ritsu does not trust Reagan. Well, so, in the season one finale, because we're talking about the anime, yeah. the we didn't yeah. mention that at the head of the show because you were too excited. Sorry, yeah, I haven't read all of the manga. Yeah, we don't know the manga. At the end of season one, don't, don't like, doesn't like the seventh division of Claw end up thinking that Reagan is legit because they think that Mob's power is coming from him or something or Mob channels his power through Reagan or something. So I love this part so much and I'm going to over explain it to you now. Okay. So Mob has all of this power and he's really stressed out because he has been taught not to use his power against other people. So he doesn't want to fight using his powers Mm. and Reagan shows up and Reagan is like, no, like, Mob, you don't have to fight these guys. It's right, okay it, to run away. It's the middle of a giant battle and Reagan just walks in and is just like, hey, he's a, te- like, he's a kid. What are you doing? You are a child. This is not your responsibility. And, like, in that moment, he, like, grabs him by the shoulder or something. Like, he, like, touches him. Hmm. Um, and in that moment, like, all of Mob's, like, pent up psychic energy and like anxiety and like wanting to help all of that sort of gets transferred into Reagan mm-hmm. who briefly has all of Mob's abilities but doesn't know he has them no he has no idea what's going on so he's just continuing to try and smooth talk his way out of the situation and just be like no shut up and yeah. in doing so only she's a powerful psychic blast on the guy uh huh yeah like ends up just like completely obliterating 
Which the bad guys. So when they later return in season two, they, they they think that Reagan is legit, and they all turn to him as their new leader to help mob and help be good guys and yeah. stuff. And Reagan just rolls with it. Yeah, like it can only help him right to look better if yeah. he's got these powerful psychics yeah. working for him. And then it does like some of the other characters who like kind of know that he's a fraud are kind of like, wait, it, maybe maybe he's not. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Like, Hanazawa and Ritsu at, at some points are kind of like, wait, are, are you actually... Do you have stuff? Like, what? Because yeah, yeah. after he has that, that moment where, like, Mob gives him his powers, he can see Dimple after that. Mm. Because it, it it messed with his brain in a way, or whatever. That's one way of put, thinking about it. The other way is, because the writers wanted them to interact. They're so good to they're so good to interact because they're uh, both shitheads who want to manipulate are, mob, but in different ways. Very different, but they also both care about mob. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that combination. We'll is talk so about Dimple. Good. We'll talk about Dimple in a minute. But what Hogwarts house would you say for Reagan? I think Reagan is a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. I, that's probably boring to say, mm-hmm. but no like professional con man. Yeah. Did you want to add anything more to it than that? Or? <laughs> um. It's like the cunningness of like being able to talk your way out mm-hmm. of situations. Yeah. Um, that like pride in yourself that he has. Um, he thinks that he's hot shit. I don't know if he actually thinks he's hot shit, but like <laughs> he he puts that on. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like actually he's Slytherin, but he puts on a Slytherin sort of persona. So that was my first instinct, mm-hmm. and then I thought Harry Potter has a a character that follows this archetype very closely. Mm-hmm. L- Lockhart. Ah. Gilderoy Lockhart, who is a Ravenclaw. Ooh. He uses his intelligence. He's not, like, he's a complete moron about certain things. Yeah. But is intelligent enough to manipulate others. No, I like that actually a lot. Mm. Um, Especially because, like, we do see him putting in a lot of work and, like, research to, like, make his clients happy. Like, someone yeah. will come in and be like, I think I've been cursed. And he, like, knows how to, like, give them a massage. Yeah. Like, loosen up their, you know... The pressure points or whatever and yeah. make them feel better. He know he knows how to talk the talk. Yeah. And he knows what to do to like fix situations or at mm-hmm. least make people think that the situation is the fixed. whole like throw the salt over your shoulder and that kind yeah, of yeah. superstitious thing. Yeah. Like he has done his research. Mm-hmm. Like he knows what's going on yeah. in the situation, what people are expecting from him. So I I do like Ravenclaw for him. Mm. Like so major key difference between those two characters is that Lockhart only cares about himself. Yeah. Reagan does have other people he cares about, particularly Mob. Yeah, and that is actually why I was gonna say Slytherin. And that leans more Slytherin. That part definitely leans more Slytherin because... Because of that ride or die with that slut yeah, few. Yeah, that fraternity aspect, mm-hmm. which is not a Ravenclaw thing. So it's not unreasonable to still say Slytherin. Yeah. But I don't want to just completely ignore the Ravenclaw no, I Side. I can see both. I yeah. can see both, and I don't think there's necessarily a right answer. I think Ravenclaw is more interesting because <laughs> Slytherin seems obvious. Yeah, but is it more accurate? I don't know. What does he value? Does he value Because what? what is? I mean, but what does Lockhart value? Lockhart doesn't value intelligence. He values his own success. Yeah, which does seem more Slytherin, but yeah. apparently is Ravenclaw, and it's like, well, wasn't that just the author trying to be like, no, look, see, it's nuanced. Or is it actually, mm. like, can we actually say that's nuanced? I think, well, you know what? Fuck the author. Let's say it is that nuanced. Mm. And he can be an intellectual while also being a shit. And say he's Ravenclaw. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, what else he has going on. Blonde. <laughs> 
in canon, blondes tend to be Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, fine, okay. How's hot take? Does if you he... have blonde hair, you're more likely to be a Slytherin. Does he fuck? No, we're not doing that. We stopped that. Cool. Also, awesome. it doesn't have. Also, that's to distinguish between Slytherin oh, and right. Raven. You're and right, Gryffindor. You're right. Do Ravenclaws fuck? Doesn't fucking matter. Stop fucking. <laughs> Everybody stop fucking for a minute. Anyway, I like Reagan as a Ravenclaw. Yeah. I think that that's fun. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Okay, that settles it. <laughs> Let's talk about another character. Uh-huh. Dimple. Dimple. JD, who's Dimple? Oh, he, from his name, you can just tell he's going to be an adorable little guy with little cheek dimples. He smiles all the time, he right? Yeah, that is accurate. He was the founder of a cult called... <laughs> called lol i don't remember i was gonna say club lol but that's <laughs> <for> animal crossing <laughs> it's not club lol he, he founded a cult where he was like brainwashing people and making them laugh and smile all the time because he has you know big smiley dimples mm-hmm. um but mob like murdered him mm, so he was a spirit a ghost. Like, he wasn't alive when he encountered Mob. Right. I think he may have been possessing someone. Okay. Um, but he was a very powerful spirit who was possessing someone and amassing a following because he wanted to be a god. Mm-hmm. Um, extremely ambitious. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then Mob came in and they tried to brainwash Mob and it didn't stick because... Mob's more powerful. Mob is extremely powerful and was just there for the milk. Um, anyway, that's one episode. <laughs> Moving on. Dimple loses all his powers and becomes like a tiny little ghost thing. Yeah, he's just like a wisp of what is left of him. And so he realizes, oh, this kid's powerful. I'm going to stick by him. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Mob. And then maybe when I regain some of my strength, I can manipulate him and use him to become a god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Clearly, that's not going great for him. Oops, he likes the kid now. He's not just using him. He does actually care about him. And eventually, like, the rest of Mob's friends and family who are important to the show start to be able to see and interact with him. Yeah. Yeah, if you have any kind of psychic interaction, you get to see Dimple. So, yeah, the most important thing is that he's voiced by Elekmon, so now all I can hear is just, My babies! (laughs) I am the caretaker of Primary Village! You are trying to hurt my babies! Don't hurt Dimple's babies. (laughs) We, who are Mob and uh, I guess the other one, brother? Ritsu. Yeah. yeah. He likes Ritsu too. Yeah. So they're his babies now. They're his babies. My babies! <laughs> um, sometimes he possesses random people and then uses them to like help and yeah. fight and stuff. You know he's possessing someone if they have giant red dimples on their face. Uh huh. That's how you know it's Dimple. <laughs> Look, they gotta give us something. Mm hmm. In this uh, case, it's Pikachu cheeks. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, Dimple's a Slytherin. Yeah. He's all ambition, and then he ends up caring about a select few people. Mm. He, he just he just wants power. Well, the way he tries to like hide in the shadows and like ride the coattails of someone more powerful than him, Slughorn. No, not her as they go, because Slughorn actually like helps push other people up. Sure, he's not riding their coattails; he's reaping the benefits of them succeeding mm. through his help. No, I'm thinking like again to go from canon, Peter Pettigrew. Oh, who we have established should not have been a Gryffindor. It's not and vaguely a remotely a Gryffindor, but, you know. Yeah. Clearly, that's a Gryffindor character trait, to be a sneaky little shit who no. just wants to reap the power from other people. No. Fucking. Dimples a Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Who's next? Ritsu! Who? 
Mob's younger brother, who is talented in... And taller than him. Taller than him. (laughs) He's better at sports and his grades are better, but he doesn't have psychic powers, so he doesn't think that he's as cool as his older brother. But his younger... His older brother doesn't think that he's as cool as his younger brother. Yeah. Ritsu also, like spends his whole life kind of, like, afraid of his brother to a point. Because he saw him, like, explode at one point. Which yeah. I don't, we didn't mention, but sometimes Mob gets extremely overwhelmed and reaches a breaking point and just kind of goes berserk mode. That's when he reaches 100. That's when he reaches 100. Uh, and so, like, Ritsu had witnessed this. And so decided to always be really meek and nice. Yeah, like... Particularly to his brother. Never fight with his brother because he's kind of scared of him. Yeah. Uh, his brother could, you know atomize him yeah uh and so dimple shows up and sort of gives ritsu like unlocks his potential his latent psychic abilities <laughs> that's exactly i didn't want to use those words because it's stupid but is that what it says yeah they oh have, okay your latent psychic abilities have been unlocked i remember that just seems like the right phrase yeah yeah um, so he can see Dimple, and then he, like, uses Dimple's power a little bit to, like, do some psychic shenanigans. And then um, he becomes a villain. He does... Get... He has a villain arc. He does have a little bit of a villain arc where he's, he's like, I'm going to be evil now for no reason, because I can. He fell into the trap of, oh no, I have psychic powers, does that make me better than everyone else? Um, which, you know, is Mob's defining characteristic of, no, it does not. Uh, <laughs> but Ritsu, t- it took a little bit more time for Ritsu to figure that out. He came back around. Yeah, he got better. He got better. Well, it's an anime, you see. So if someone's a bad guy, they're gonna, if they're not the big bad, they're gonna become a good guy. That doesn't happen in every anime, but it definitely happens to everyone in this anime. It happens a lot. That's my favorite thing. Top 10 JoJo characters who follow that exact same pattern. <laughs> Name an anime you've watched that is about, like, fighting a- against bad guys where at least one of them doesn't turn into a good guy. I mean, even fucking Digimon does it. <laughs> I know. Digimon has it every season. First yeah. it was Gatomon, then Ken, then uh, Beelzemon. They-, they all do it. They do. Every fucking anime does it. Yeah. If uh, Provided they're about fighting villains. <laughs> like, you know, if it's slice of life anime, it probably doesn't happen as much. So anyway, Alex has like three things she likes and makes sure that every media she consumes has all of them. And this one ticks all the boxes. That's why it's my favorite anime. <laughs> uh, it has everything. What Hogwarts has for Ritsu? Um, I don't know. Ritsu's hard. Ritsu's very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could make an argument for Ravenclaw. He He's also a fucking idiot, though. Sometimes, yeah. But he's very, like, pragmatic a lot of the times. Mm. Um, in the whole, like, the end of season one where they're stuck in Claw and he's been kidnapped with some of, like, the other kids, mm. he's the one who, like, looks at what their abilities are and makes a plan mm. and, like, sits down and, like, works things out. And he's very, like logical like he gets really good grades we know that he's like book smart Hmm. as well let me hit me let me hit you with something yeah this might be closer to the idea of what a worm tail kind of gryffindor would be as an actual gryffindor okay because there's there's bravery there right like he is oh yeah he stands up for all manner of things like when he's younger he stands up for mob when mob's getting bullied or whatever Mm -hmm. like once he gets his psychic abilities he will he like he, he happily stands up against Far more powerful psychics than himself. Yeah, especially to protect his brother. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't need protecting? (laughs) But he's also arrogant 
and cocky and rushes into things without thinking it through properly. A little bit sometimes, Which is yeah. kind of what his whole villain arc is. He's rushed into this arc of, like, abusing his power without thinking it through. Yeah. And then he does think about it and is like, oh, I shouldn't do that. Instead, I will help my brother. Yeah. I can see Gryffindor as well, yeah. 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 I think he's a surprisingly well-rounded character, and I think mm. that's kind of the point of him. He is kind of the normalcy compared to, like, yeah. to balance out everything else going on in Mob's life. He's just, like... He's just—he's just a guy. He's kind of good at. Yeah. He's good at school. He's kind of good at sports. Like. Pretty average nude. Yeah. Like not average in the way of mob where like you just blend into everything, but average in the way of just like not the best at anything. But yeah. Decent at m- he, many. You things. know, he's on like the student council. Yeah. He's got things that he does really good at. Yeah. Yeah. I like Gryffindor. You're welcome. Thank you. For the fact that I just put the four, first four characters <gasps> into each of the four houses. Yes. I made that happen for you. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even order the list. Mm-hmm. I could have put one of these other characters higher up, like nah. Hanazawa. 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 Uh, hair, hair boy. <laughs> you know who I mean. I, I guess. Okay, so Hanazawa is another psychic. He goes to a different school. He goes to a different school. The vinegar. <laughs> he goes to vinegar. Um, he goes to vinegar. <laughs> goes to vinegar middle school um, black vinegar why is his school called vinegar all the places are named after food mob goes to salt middle school is it just salt yeah so hanazawa goes to a different school and he kind of has a gang he's like a gang leader yeah because he uses his powers to like bully people because he thinks that he's hot shit he thinks that his powers make him better than everyone else uh and then he meets mob who is significantly more powerful than him. And he wants to fight Mob to, like, prove himself, you mm. know? He wants to, like, spar and be like, let's let's see how our powers match up. Um, and Mob doesn't want to until he breaks Mob and Mob explodes a little bit and nearly kills him. <laughs> so he decides, oh, I'll be nice instead. Yeah, uh, Mob, he, like, blasts him up into space and he has this moment where he's like, up in the atmosphere looking down on the earth and he has this like realization of like oh i'm not as big as i thought i was <laughs> i don't remember that what the fuck yeah that's what happens why is he not dead he's got psychic power like he was he's keeping himself alive with psychic powers oh i'm fucking mad because i looked it up salt middle school it's just salt middle school is one of the many middle schools in seasoning city right it's seasoning city that why there's a is that what is that why the one girl's friends are food Probably, yeah. There's and a lot of, like, food stuff. Okay. Just, just for fun. Okay. Just for fun. Okay. I think it's fun. Okay. Hanazawa! Uh, yeah. Oh, so when he becomes n- nice, he loses his hair. Yeah, Mob, like, cut his hair off in the fight. Um, not intentionally. Not intentionally. Just sometimes when you get hit by a powerful psychic move, you go bold. No, he sent some knives at him. <laughs> Oh. And the knives, like, grazed the top of his head, okay. cutting off his hair and missing his, his skin. I prefer my way. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just go bald. It's really dramatic. Um, so he gets a wig. So he gets a wig, and the wig is as tall as he is. It's Marge Simpson. Yeah. Um, but, you know, blue, but like, blonde instead of blue, because can you imagine an anime character with blue hair? <laughs> um, he looks like he's wearing, like... A really long haystack on top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> it's very silly. Yeah. 
and everyone calls attention to it. Yeah, everyone's like, "What?" And he like he acts like it's perfectly normal. Uh huh. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> He's kind of a weird dude, but oh, after he has his turnaround, he ends up being like a really valuable asset. Yeah, he's like, like Mob's best friend at yeah, that point. Yeah, like he ends up being like a really good friend, a really good guy who helps out a lot, and he like trusts Reagan a lot too. Like, yeah, he's one of the people who sees Reagan like using Mob's powers, yeah. and it's like, oh. A very powerful Esper who mentors, and even, like, Mob, who is be- beating me. Like, oh, they're so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, he has... Seeing some some bad stuff happening and not knowing what to do or who to turn to would, like, ha- goes to Reagan for help. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Um, I think he's a good boy. I think, he, I think he's a Gryffindor. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because he thinks he's hot shit. Mm-hmm. He's very bold and rushes into things. He is very bold. He is very bold and bald. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's true. But I think when it comes down to it, like once he's once he's like taken himself away from the situation, he wants to do the right thing. Damn, I hadn't thought about it though. But yeah, all bo- like house hot take all bold people are Gryffindor because they're bold. Is they're they're bold. Yeah, because they're bold. <laughs> this joke only works in your accent. <laughs> I had never even thought about the fact that you didn't say them as homonyms. Bold and bald. Homophones. Homophones. Bold, bald. Bold, bald. <laughs> bold and bald. Let's just keep saying the word bold <laughs> until uh, everyone stops listening to our podcast forever. Yeah. Show. Show Suzuki. He's the bad guy's son. He is the bad guy's son. He's never really an antagonist. He hates... Okay, so his dad is the guy who runs Claw, mm-hmm. who's the evil organization that wants yeah. to take over the world. And his son is like, this is stupid. Dad, I hate you and your stupid world-taking-over organization. I'm going to take it down from the inside. And he does. <laughs> and he does. Well, he, at least that division. Yeah, he takes down that division. He, like, shows up at, at like, the seventh division to, like, observe the goings-on because his dad sent him um Gosh, and I he's wanna... like i hate this i hope this all falls apart oh sweet it all fell apart haha <laughs> take that dad <laughs> i want to make a comparison for that archetype of like the villain's child who doesn't give a shit about what they're doing yeah and like i'm sure there's oh you know i was gonna make a power rangers reference so for tanner's sake and maybe like some <laughs> of our friends who you know power rangers who may not have seen mob psycho probably still seeing Mob. i don't know but in case you've seen Power Rangers Mystic Force and not Mob Psycho, think Lily. Okay. But also Seth Green in Austin Powers. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I don't remember either character. Like, who's is it Doctor Evil? And is that the villain in Austin Powers? I don't know. And and his son, who's just some guy. Who, yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, I think he ends up becoming evil anyway. Probably, I don't. But rather than take... when is when have when is the last time I watched Austin Powers? I don't fucking know. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, we considered sorting it for episode sixty-nine. We did, but we didn't sort it because when was the last time either of us had seen Austin Powers? <laughs> Tweeted us when's the last time you watched Austin Powers? Tweeted us twice if you're currently watching Austin Powers <laughs> while listening to this episode. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. But wouldn't it be wild if someone did? <laughs> you're legally, if that's happening right now, you're legally obligated to t- tweet at us. Especially if your name is Dave. 
Dave, I know you're listening to this and also watching Austin Powers, Dave. Tweet at us, Dave. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to pass out. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. Well, before you pass out, tell me about shows, what Hogwarts house you think for this shit. Does he, does he like, help in the second season? Yeah. Like when they go to fight his dad? Yeah. So he like... He actively fights against his dad. And like he's... He, I feel like he becomes a bit more of an actual good guy rather than just someone who's trying to like rebel against his dad at that point yeah, as well, right? Yeah. No, he um he also like turns to Reagan and to Mob and is like, I need you guys' help. Yeah. Like, I wanna stop this from happening and he like goes and recruits like all of the ex members of Claw mm. and you know, is bringing people together. He's, like, doing a lot of the legwork, really. Yeah. Um, because he has that inside knowledge of, like, what's going down, so he knows how to stop it. So what Hogwarts house is that? I don't know. He gives me Gryffindor vibes because he's very red. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, like, look at him. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, the... The season two part in particular, where he is like actively pursuing the bad guy for the sake of stopping the bad guy, is a little bit Gryffindor. Well, that feels like that feels like again that classic protagonist archetype. It is, yeah. The it's Luke very, Skywalker. It's very interesting. Like there are so many characters around Mob who are very classic archetype, like hero characters. Yeah, yeah. But Mob is Mob is our protagonist, and he's very different from that, and that uh, makes me so happy. Again, so, like, two times in a row where we've both, like, had a thing where it's an anime that one of us knows better than the other and is really passionate about, and the other one has watched and he kind of enjoyed, and the protagonist is a little Hufflepuff boy who's just soft and precious and everyone else around him is more protagonist-like. <laughs> huh. We have a type. Apparently. <laughs> I kind of like Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could maybe argue Ravenclaw. I think you could argue Slytherin. You could absolutely argue Slytherin. He's he's a surprisingly well-rounded character as well. I feel like all the ones who aren't like very core characters who are kind of more cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. The characters in the show are like pretty well written. Yeah. Like as just just like people. Yeah. It's always the case as well that like the more you've got to draw on for a source material, like like the more story there is. Yeah. The more well-developed a character will yeah. be. A character in, like, an ongoing multi-series show is going to be better than... It's going to be better developed than a character in a two-hour movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a very good, like, character-oriented mm. show. Just, like, it, there's so many, like, big, cool, epic fights, but, like, at its core, it is a character show. Mm. And I love it. Well, let's... I think it's time, though. It's time? It's time. <gasps> For the lightning bolt round! <laughs> Alright, JD, tell me about Tomei Karada. So she's the head of Ghost Club. What's the club called? I don't remember that. The Telepathy Club. Sure. It, it's funny, again, I'm going to talk about Digimon again here. Okay. But a different Digimon, the game I've been playing that I talked about last time, Digimon Story Cybercluth, which mm-hmm. features the Occult Research Club as groups of clients for this detective, who again are high school students in a school club mm-hmm. who really enjoy researching occult things and getting over their heads and don't uh-huh. really know what's going on and they're very much side characters. And, like, it just feels... I guess that's just... Is that, again, just a Japanese trope of, like, school kids interested in paranormal stuff? I don't know, maybe. Who, who have these school clubs. Like, I, I just thought it was interesting. Again, a very similar character. Uh, yeah, she loves spooky shit. She's really... Like... 
She wants to communicate with aliens. Is yeah. her life goal? That's her, her specifically, yeah. I mean, any occult stuff will do. Psychics, ghosts, all that stuff will do. But aliens are just her, like, yeah. passion. She founded the club, but, like, the club is mostly just full of kids that goof off. Tell me, I, I think that I'm going to go Ravenclaw because she wants to learn. I think she's She Ravenclaw. gets in over her head, but, like, because she's not, like, her passion and search for knowledge is so, like all-consuming yeah i think she becomes a bigger character later yeah wikipedia listed her as a main character but that was for the manga as well as the anime yeah if that happens it hasn't happened as the end of season two she doesn't seem that significant currently she's there she's there she definitely doesn't stand out compared to the next several characters on the list as well yeah yeah such as onigawara onigawara My boy! I know! <laughs> well, I th- I thought Mob was your boy. Mob is my son. Onigawara is my boy. <laughs> Fuck off. Why is he your boy? <laughs> I just like, I just think he's neat. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Onigawara is um, a delinquent <laughs> who's like secretly never missed a day of school yeah. in his entire like school career. He's kind of an aggressive loner. He like he doesn't he's not interested in friends really. Yeah. But he's not a he's not mean in any way really. Well, he's he's kind of okay, he's mean, but like not like in the way he'll just tell everyone to leave him alone. Yeah. Aggressively. He'll, I mean, he will fight people. Yeah. Is the thing. He's in a gang. Um, we meet him because he, like, tricks Mob into going to Black Vinegar Middle School because he wanted to fight the other gang or something. I forget the details. Um, and he, like, writes this, like, fake love note saying, like, I'm a girl. Meet me at this place. I have a crush on you. And Mob's like, what? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't really talk about how Mob's a horny little shit, did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> Mob's stupid. He's a middle school boy, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're expecting. That's what I said, a horny little shit. Yeah. So what like, age is middle school? We don't have that in England anymore. Uh, I want to say he's like 13 or something. 13, mm. 14. Yeah, that's a horny little shit. Yeah. That's my guess. I could be wrong. Onigawara. Uh, he's a punk. But it turns out he's kind of got a heart of gold. And then after he gets beat up, he's got a little bit of a turnaround. And he joins the Body Improvement Club. And he d- 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 Ritsu does some mean things to him. But he's like, hey, I guess I don't have any real friends. I guess I should work on being a better person. Lightning ball round. I love Onogawara. He's a Gryffindor. Okay. Tell me about Mizato. Ichi Mizato is a member of Salt Middle School's journalism club who met Mob while investigating the LOL club. She developed an interest in his psychic abilities and helped find the Psycho Helmet Club. Cult. <laughs> yeah, she kind of started a cult. <laughs> this vaguely rings a bell. Um, she... She's like the school... She's like... Well, journalism. Yeah, yeah, she like wants to like write like a piece Why on Why did Mob. she start a cult um so she gets suckered into joining the lol cult thing um because she's gonna write a paper on it and then she sees like mob defeat it and then some of the other people who witnessed mob defeated are like who was that strong powerful child who saved us we we want to worship him now (laughs) because they're stupid cult people and she's like hmm, I know who that is. Maybe I'll see where this goes, and when the time is right, I'll introduce them to Mob, and he will be revered. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. 
Slytherin. Yeah, she's she's a little weird. I think she means well, but she, she's a little out there. Well, that's next. Who's Musashi? Musashi is the president of the Body Improvement Club. Oh, okay. I know him. I could have talked about him. Oh. That's no, fine. Go on. Uh, the Body Improvement Club is a club that Mob joins to get stronger physically rather than mentally. Uh-huh. Uh, he's just he's just a big dude he's really sweet i think he's a hufflepuff Hmm. they're all about like hard work oh yeah yeah. and determination and like yeah also just pure yeah he's so wholesome like they're not they're not jocks they're not like (laughs) we're we're athletic so we're better than everyone they're just like now we're not even necessarily athletic that's not the point the point is just to take yourself and make your your physical body yeah. better than it was and they're so supportive of mob yeah even they're supportive though, of like, everyone he's yeah and they like take onagawara in and like even though like mob like really struggles yeah. they know that they see that he's working really hard to improve and they see that he's been improving and they do nothing but encourage him yeah i'm talking about the group as a whole at this point <laughs> but musashi is like the yeah. figurehead of the group he's so good yeah the body improvement club my heart Hufflepuff. Okay. Tell me about Subomi. Subomi is a girl that Mob has a crush on and she barely fucking matters. She doesn't matter. She is a she is a prop to influence some of his decisions about how he goes about his life, like like joining the Body Improvement Club and yeah. not He wants to yeah. impress Subomi. Yeah. But she is there Hufflepuff. She's just yeah, there. I which don't... is classic Hufflepuff. <laughs> I don't Hufflepuff. Ca- I don't care for Subomi. <laughs> We don't, well, to be fair, tell me one thing about her. She was mean to Mob. Oh, was she? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, there's like a flashback where like they were little and she's like, she was really impressed with his cool psychic powers and then like another boy was being really athletic and Mob was like, look at my cool psychic powers and she's like, mm, I'm bored of that now. Oh, I see. So you don't like her because once in her life she was five. <laughs> Kids are like that. Alex, tell me about Kenji Mitsura. Mitsura is the founder of the Mitsura group. Uh, He is a rich dude who wants to investigate psychic abilities and research them. Mm. He means well, but also he's just an idiot. Um, He takes in a bunch of kids that have, like, slight psychic abilities. And he does help them. He does help them. And, like like I said, like, he does mean really well. Yeah. But, yeah, he ends up deciding, like, hey, maybe this isn't the best thing. I'm kind of doing what Claw was doing. Just because my intentions are better doesn't mean it's a good idea. Mm. And he, like, shuts down the program. But, like, still is going to, like, help these kids succeed in their lives and mm-hmm. stuff like stay friends with them but uh, i think he's probably a ravenclaw <laughs> okay i think yeah a well-meaning well-meaning ravenclaw tell me about takeshi hoshino apparently this is a member of the same group who uses telekinesis and ben spoons and doesn't like being ta- called weak that seems <laughs> like gryffindor yeah, these are we're, these are just the kids from that group because they're pretty significant in season one, at least. Tell me about Ray Kurosaki. Ray is the only female member of this group. Well, of course. Um, she is slightly clairvoyant. She's got like a sixty-some percentage of knowing things correctly. <laughs> um, I think she's a Ravenclaw. Okay. Tell me about Go Asahi. A member who is able to use pyrokinesis. He could only make a small flame, but then gets stronger. That's not a personality. Thanks, Wikipedia. Yeah, he's the weakest one. 
A Hufflepuff then, because he's there. Yeah. How about Daichi and Kaito Shiratori? The Shiratori brothers are siblings who can, like, telepathically communicate with each other. They're twins. One of them's head is a circle and the other one's is a square. Um, so they're not identical, but they can talk to each other using their brains. I think they're Ravenclaw. Okay. Tell me about Yusuke Sakurai. So Sakurai is the um, director of the Super Smash Bros. No, series. Sakurai is... <laughs> a scar who wears glasses. He's the guy who has powers... He's the one with the sword. He has a sword, apparently. He's, like, in a suit, and he has a sword that's, like, plastic, but he's used his psychic abilities to make it super strong. That's really stupid. It is really stupid, and Reagan points out to him, and he's like, that's really stupid. And he's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and becomes a good guy. Like, the burn is so good, he changes <laughs> sides. Slytherin. Yeah. Alex, tell me about Matsuo. Uh, Matsuo is the member of Claw who has, like, the jar of evil spirits, and he collects them, and mm. he puts Dimple in the jar, but then Dimple eats all the other spirits. Then I'll ask Slytherin. Okay. Tell me about Koyama. Ah, uh, <laughs> you mean Hawkmoth. <laughs> Koyama is Keith Silverstein. Yeah. He's doing his exact voice as Hawkmoth. Yeah. But also, like, I was looking at Keith Silverstein, though. The voices that this man does, it's like, and he does that voice? Hold on, I want to check. Because he does voices. He was Vector the Crocodile in Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> hey, guys! You want to help me find the computer room? Oh, no. That was the, that was the same voice who goes, Ah, I'm going to akumatize all of Paris. Keith Silverstein is in everything. <laughs> like He was Speedwagon. He's Speedwagon, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he's Hawkmoth. He's Hawkmoth. And he just... Like, his... I don't care anything about the character in this, but the voice is exactly Hawkmoth, so I can't he listen to him and it's voice. not Hawkmoth. He does the same voice for a character in Persona 2. I didn't know you knew Persona 2. <laughs> Persona 5 also. <laughs> but up bum Yikes. Um, he's, like, the first member of Claw they really meet, right? Yeah, he kidnaps... He's, like, yeah, he's too. spying on... Well, he's supposed to be spying on Mob... And gets Ritsu because he's like, ah, yes, the the Shigeyama, <laughs> yeah, the boy who and yeah, who's got the psychic powers. That's the one. He's got very much generic like grunt energy. He like Goldar empowering, just like uh-huh. ah, yes, I am the first kind of powerful ish enemy, but I'm very generic as a result. But he does become a good guy, and then Hawkmoth is a good guy for some reason, Slytherin. But he's Hawkmoth, and that's more important than anything (laughs) else I just said. Uh, Alex, tell me about Muraki. Uh, Muraki is the one who can, like, clone himself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ravenclaw. Objection! What? He's bold. (laughs) Gryffindor. (laughs) Fine. I I don't really have a huge... (laughs) sway on this one. Tell me about Suchia. Suchia... Oh, she's a strong lady. Yeah. She's buff. Uh, that's a Gryffindor thing. Yeah, she's pretty Gryffindor. Yeah. She uses her psychic powers to be buff. Tell, tell me about Mukai. Mukai is one of the scars, but she's like a little girl. Oh. Uh, that uses, like, spooky mannequins. Oh. <laughs> to fight with. Oh. They're her dolls. Oh. Yeah, you know. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's she's probably a Hufflepuff. Okay. She wants to play and have fun. Oh. Uh, tell me about Tarada. Tarada 
is a scar with a scar is has air whips i don't i don't know he's a gryffindor sure i can't tell you any more about i don't remember that character Trata comes back later and like helps them most of the scars come back and help them fight against claw alex tell me about muto muto is the last scar on our list he's the one with the really long chin uh (laughs) oh um and he can like mess with your brain he doesn't come back later to help. He just disappears. Well, according to Wikipedia, he then died from mob using his powers at 100%. Oh, he died? Apparently. Ha. <laughs> Oops. So why'd you cut that other character from the list again? Because he died. <laughs> All right, I guess I probably wouldn't have put this one on. Oh, uh, well. Um, whatever. He's probably a Gryffindor. Oh, no, he's a Slytherin. That was a Slytherin. Okay. Tell me about Ishiguro. Oh, uh, Ishiguro is this, oh, the leader of the Scars, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The leader the of the scars, so the leader of the seventh division, who dresses in this suit and has a very young girlish voice, plays by Christina Valenzuela, who does not sound exactly like Marinette though, because <laughs> she, who's actually a creepy old man. I guess there's kind of a twist, right? Like you, yeah. You typically see it as a woman who's got a voice modulator to sound like a big burly man or something. Yeah. So that's that. That part is kind of fun. Yeah. But also, like, the moment the mask comes off, like, hides behind the mask, and it's, like, a very, like, a very big presence with the mask on. Yeah. The moment the mask comes off, it's like, oh, no, you're pathetic. You're nothing. You suck. So there they're in. Yeah. Hiding behind the mask. Yeah, absolutely. Alex, tell me about Nozomo Hattori. Hattori is a little bit more of a minor one of the Ultimate Five, but he uses, like, technology psychic powers, and mm-hmm. so he, like, uses that to like broadcast Claw's mm-hmm. message to every TV in the country and stuff like that. Uh Ravenclaw. Oh. Tell me about Hiroshi Shibata. Apparently this is just that woman again who's buff and just he uses psychic powers to make himself buff. Yeah. Seems like the same thing. And apparently Dimple possesses Mob to fight him and the body improvement club. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool fight. Uh. <laughs> Cool. It's really good. Because um, Dimple's like, sorry, Dimple's like, oh man, I gotta protect Mob. The only way to do that, because Mob's unconscious, um, right. the only way to protect Mob is to like possess him and get him out of here, but I need to fight in order to get him out of here. And he's like being really careful not to like hurt Mob's body mm. while he's in it, which like if he's possessing someone he doesn't care about, he doesn't do. Yeah. And it was just really nice. Also, like, Possessing Mob is, like, his whole goal in theory. Yeah. Like, he does it now and immediately gives it up. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he's long since given up his own goals at this point. Yeah, he doesn't care anymore. So, anyway, that's a great character point for Dimple here. Yeah. (laughs) Shibata's Gryffindor. He wants to be impressive, I guess. Buff. Tell me about Toshiki Minigishi. Minigishi is the plant guy. He's got psychic plant powers and uses plants to fight people and he's cool. Fuck. What about Tsubomi's friends? (laughs) They're not actually vegetables. (laughs) That really stuck with you. It's stupid. You don't just get to draw some, some, like, three characters as vegetables and then, like, just ignore it. We see them another time and they're not vegetables. Hmm. Um, anyway, plant guy, I think, is a Hufflepuff. Okay. (laughs) Because plants. Because plants. Fucking hell. (laughs) Um, can you tell me about Ryo Shimizaki? Uh, a member of the Ultimate Five who has his eyes closed. Yeah, he's the cool guy with his eyes closed. He's so cool. Ravenclaw. Oh, what? He's so cool. He has the coolest fights. He does this cool teleporty thing. 
I don't remember this character. Oh, he's so cool. Okay, is there something wrong with Ravenclaw? No, no, Ravenclaw is accurate. I just wanted you to think that he's cool. He is very cool. (laughs) Alex, tell me about Katsuya Serizawa. Serizawa is the umbrella guy. He, he has a lot of social anxiety, and he's a really strong esper, and he's a lot like Mob, but if Mob didn't have the support system that Mob has. Okay, I rem- remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Mob connects with him and is like, yeah, I know exactly how you feel, actually. Like, I'm, I'm the same way, but I have friends that help me, and I'll be your friend, and I can help you, and, like, turns him to the good side. Because all, all he wants, he's been, like, brainwashed. All he wants is, like, friends, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, he's a good guy, and he ends up going and working for Reagan, and that's nice. Uh, I think he's a Hufflepuff. Okay. Yeah, because he's very much like Mob. Tell me about uh, Suzuki. Toichiro? Toichiro? I would guess. Suzuki. Big bad guy, leader of Claw, generic villain, barely a character. He's kind of just there to be the bad guy, you know? He's just someone to fight. He's just like, someone for Mob to fight without feeling guilty about fighting someone. The Fire Lord. Like, let's yeah. face it, like, he's there and like, he's relevant for Zuko's arc and all, but he's not much of a character. He's just, wahaha, a generic bad yeah. guy Slytherin. He's relevant for, like, show's whole deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, he's the kind of character you need, but yeah. they're not interested in him being a character. He's a prop. Yeah. And he's someone for Mob to fight, and, like, they have, like, some conversation while they fight, and, yeah. like, Mob has, you know, some some stuff going on and whatnot. But, and yeah. finally, Alex, tell me about the broccoli! Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, during that big epic fight... Um, Mob has some broccoli seeds in his pocket. <laughs> Why? Uh, he was given them as payment for helping a farmer. Okay, when? Earlier in the season. Okay. And Reagan gave them to him, and then he just had them in his pocket. Okay. It was set up. It was a whole thing. Sure. Um, and then he, like, gets blasted by, like, a ray of, like, healing energy or something. Lots of psychic powers Yeah, a bunch of psychic powers happen... And the broccoli seeds grow into a giant broccoli. <laughs> Maybe it's friendly. <laughs> Takes over the city a bit because it's a giant it's broccoli. It's a giant broccoli. Like skyscraper size broccoli. Bigger than that. Bigger than that. Skyscraper height, but like broader because it's a it, it, broccoli. It, yeah. <laughs> um, and they find Mob like at the center of it. Um, what Hogwarts house well, is it? I- Hufflepuff. It's a broccoli. <laughs> it's a food and a plant. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. That. That's what I want from you. <laughs> I love Mob Psycho 100 sorted. I love this show very much. Oh, that's nice. Hey, JD, do you have something sort to sort out? Last time I sorted out, I mentioned that I was going to sort out Tonks. So today we're going to sort out Tonks. Let's fix it. The story regarding Tonks. Yeah. So here's the thing about Tonks. Tonks shows up in Order of Meanings. Everyone fucking loves this character. She's quirky. She's huge. She has bright colored hair. She's got a cool, unique power. She's very queer coded. Yeah. She doesn't do much in that story. No, she's she, just there. She's just kind of there. The author was just kind of like, hey, you know what would be a cool 
cool idea for a character. Tonks doesn't have a lot to do with that book, and that's okay. They don't have to have anything to do at any point, but typically in Harry Potter, characters are there for a reason. Every character that's a named character that, like, isn't just a throwaway line serves a purpose in the story. Like, yeah. plenty of names get thrown around at the sorting, for instance, who then aren't mentioned again. But all the boys in Harry's dorm, Parvati and Lavender, all these characters serve a proper function to the story. Mm-hmm. Tonks doesn't serve one at first. She's a minor side character, and that's fine or whatever. But she is given a purpose, and that purpose is to get married off to Lupin so that they can immediately have a baby so that they can then die, and Harry can have a child to mould in his image. And, like, there's this orphan from war, like Harry was, but now this child's going to have a loving support network instead of what he had. And that's it? That's the point of her being in the story, essentially. You know what would be a better support network for... <laughs> a child if both the kid's parents were alive. Well, yes. But, like, it's specifically an orphan who has yeah, yeah, I loved, know, I know. loving family around. I understand what is yeah. trying to be gotten It's there. so that Harry can be the kind of person that he needed in his life growing up but didn't have. Yeah. I hate it, though. So this entire character, like, so Lupin also killed off helps further that goal. But Lupin contributes, like, 20,000 other things to the story. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely critical in Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. And has other roles throughout the, those three books as well. Uh-huh. Tonks, again, besides being a side character, her only function in the story, her only thing that's like a thing that she has to be there to do is have a baby and die. Big That's yikes. fucking horrific for any character, especially for a female character with like the, like intrinsic issues there. Mm. And then you do it to your two uh, queer-coded characters. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that like they're specifically queer-coded and like, oh, but she's like the author's such an ally. She said afterwards that Dumbledore's gay and they're not going to show that in the movies featuring Dumbledore's life and his relationship with the guy he supposedly was in love with. Fuck all of that. I'm so mad. It's absolutely horrendous. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Either don't kill Tonks off. Just don't do that. Don't marry her off to Lupin because that was so fucking weird and creepy anyway. Like as I, as I mentioned last time, it, okay, it's because of the whole situation with her and Charlie and the ages and numbers. It's probably not a massive age gap, but it is still an age gap. It's still creepy. It comes out of nowhere. It do- it really comes out of nowhere. And like, part of that is written into the story as like not part of Harry's thing. Fuck off. Like they were keeping it kind of secret in canon. It's still stupid. In Order of the Phoenix, they're friendly to each other. Of course they are. They're co-members of the Order of the Phoenix. Nothing to vaguely hint that there's any kind of relationship there. No. Then in Half-Blood Prince, Harry sees her and she's depressed for like that whole fucking book because Lupin won't date her. And Harry thinks it's because she was in love with Sirius. It's supposed to be setting up in that book that yeah, she's she's sad because Lupin won't date her. But we don't see anything. Like we're not given a reason why they should have feelings for each other. We're not shown any mm-hmm. part of that relationship until at the end she declares she's in love with him. And then about a month later, we see that they've gotten married at some point and then a month after that they're pregnant two months ago he wouldn't go near you and now you're pregnant and married like it's so rushed and forced just to provide that conclusion like also don't have them get together just at the end of Half the Prince then have them have a longer established relationship have them get together in Order of the Phoenix like like that subplot doesn't add anything to Half the Prince no What, what does Tonks being depressed add to that book no. Yeah, and so much that they cut it from the film. Yeah. How are you going to fix it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Partly you could have them establish a relationship with her, but more importantly, if you really want to kill off a character, have it be a character who's had another reason to be in the story. Mm. It could have been, I don't know, freaking Trelawney or something, you know? Like, mm. someone else who had another reason for being there besides sure. have a kid and die. Or don't do that because that doesn't really add anything. You don't kill characters off just for the sake of killing characters off. I get it. It's a war and it's dramatic or whatever. Colin Creevy filled that 
role really well, though. It does, yeah. Because he, again, had a lot to do earlier in the story, dropped off, he wasn't relevant, like, at all. I'm not even sure his name gets mentioned in Half-Blood Prince. Mm-mm. And then the next time we see him, it's because... He's, he's dead, dead, and yeah. he's small, and, like, that's a great symbol of, like, the tragedy the, of war. The, the chaos and the, yeah, the, that tragedy. dying is a great yes. aspect yeah. of this. Like, again, he had so much to do throughout the series. Of course he yeah. did. Like, there, yeah, like, there are character deaths that are, like, this is warranted. Like, there yeah. is a reason for this, yeah. and it is serving a purpose. And again, you want to kill characters off to show war. Lavender Brown is apparently killed. There are so many other adults to kill off as well, besides mm-hmm. just killing off this character who hasn't contributed anything yet. So, that's how I'd fix it. Or, give her more to do earlier on. Yeah, just make her a more... Give me a, a reason yeah. why she is introduced in Order of the Phoenix specifically. Luna Lovegood is introduced in Order of the Phoenix, and she is crucial throughout that book. Yeah. She does so much. Like, Luna does as much in the three books that she's in as most characters do throughout all seven. Yeah. Because she's given so much to do and so much to work with. Tonks doesn't. No. Maybe part of that is because she's not at school with Harry. Sure. Like, anyone who's not actively at Hogwarts isn't getting any kind of spotlight. So, characters who are in the Order of the Phoenix who matter. Mundungus Fletcher, Mm. who has so many other roles to fill in his sketchy angle. Any character who's introduced before that book came out obviously had more to do. So, Kingsley Shacklebolt, less to do, but doesn't get killed off. Instead, gets to become the new minister. Yeah. I'm not sure what role I would give Tonks to fill, but I couldn't, like, you could fix it by having her have have a crucial function mm-hmm. to one at least one of the previous two books. Yeah. But that's how we're going to sort it out today. So thank you for listening to Sorted. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as Steampunks, Green Mountain Mysteries, and our other show, Pokemakers. Thank you to Matt Majakman with the Wampum Willows for our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. And if you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at Sorted Pod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pachu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there on Twitter, tweet at us your favorite oh, I can't do number this time <laughs> I already did that just a couple episodes your ago your favorite psychic your favorite ghost your favorite mob your favorite anime your favorite villain turned <laughs> friend hello Zuko here I love all of them and I want to know who they are I, I guess we'll sort them also but also just tweet them at us tweet us just like a picture of your favorite villain becomes friend and I will reply with a thumbs up bye Bye. I'm starting a new house and it's called awesome. Starting a new house, it's called awesome. Starting a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. We're Professors Fierce and Fierce, but you can call us Alex and JD. And we're making an all-new Pokémon game. But not, like, coding it, just in podcast form. What does that mean? Well, we're going to have discussions planning out our own region. Characters such as gym leaders, professors, and our own evil team. And of course, all-new Pokémon. Check us out at Pokémakers on Twitter, on the Pocket Podcast Network, or wherever you find podcasts. Gotta Gotta make make them all. all!